Today on We Hear, Pete Davidson is giving us a Drake-style tour of his basement where he lives with his mom as part of a recent SNL skit. It's Tiki Tuesday! NFL great Tiki Barber joins the podcast with inspiration in the time of quarantine. And Black China is getting criticized for charging $950 for FaceTime calls. Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce. Splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coddle. And I'm Ian Moore. And welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Man, Maggie, the story behind the story today is I am so glad to see you. I've never been happier to see you and our amazing producers, Jamila and Melissa. Me too. I love people and you guys are some of my top four. I actually have learned, I think, you know, uh, last week on the podcast, we had a story about Tom Brady realizing that he had to save his marriage because he wasn't really doing enough around the house and pulling his weight. I think I've learned something, Maggie, from the podcast. I'm turning over a new leaf after spending all day yesterday just eating my kids' Easter chocolate in secret. Uh, Ian, I would trade I would trade everything for one Cadbury egg. I'm so jealous you got Easter candy. Oh man, there was there was an abundance of it. But I mean, in my defense, I was trying to only eat the things that they think are gross, even though if they saw me eating it, I'm sure they would be very upset. You um you've kind of added some ambiance, Maggie, to your home recording studio today. You've got what do you have? Candles there? You're kind of I have candles i'm just like after we reported that story about drake's mansion and i saw his studio you know he had crystals he had a lot of pillows i was like what am i working with huh i have one candle with three wicks let's give it a shot like a candle in the wind that's right um speaking of drake's mansion maggie over the weekend we got a peek at pete davidson's basement some of my favorite items over the past couple years have been about pete davidson's basement where he lives with his mother now to clarify Mm -hmm. the mother does not also live in the basement she lives in the house upstairs from the basement in staten island but this is where pete davidson sought refuge after his breakup with ariana grande they were living Mm -hmm. in a multi-million dollar pad in chelsea but after their breakup i think she kept the multi-million dollar pad and he headed back home to staten island to his mom's but it's basement. Wor- it's worth noting, isn't this like a $5 million home? Like this isn't, you know, living in the potting shed behind your parents' house. Like he's got a lot of space down there. Right. You're Well, it's true. I think that Pete Davidson has kind of used this detail of living in his mom's basement to promote his kind of self-deprecating mm-hmm. adorability in certain circles. We've reported in the past that he's had parties there at this house. He was shooting a Judd Apatow movie on Staten Island because it's kind of an autobiographical film. And we had reported that on 1 4th of July, very pre-social distancing, that he had all the stars of this movie come over and all these Hollywood stars were there and they were shooting off fireworks and having a good old traditional Staten Island time. But over the weekend, SNL did an episode that was all kind of remote, like a kind of a Zoom episode. 
And it actually was a, a ratings record breaker for SNL. Mm. It did, you know, incredibly well. Tom Hanks hosted the show. But I thought that the highlight of the show was Pete Davidson did a video that was not only a parody of a Drake song, but seemed to be a parody of the 50,000 square foot Drake mansion that we've been talking so much about, which was in Architectural Digest last week. And Mm -hmm. Pete kind of made fun of his own living situation. Yeah. And he released, I mean, there's a video of it. It was a digital short that ran in the show. It's kind of a bop. Like, this song is super catchy. It's going to be stuck in my head for days. This is a Drake song. I miss my ex. This is a Drake song. Number one on the billboard. Number one on the billboard. This is a Drake song. It's a banger, and it's highly relatable. He's just like, I'm stuck in here. These are my things. I'm having weird feelings. Okay. Well, the thing about it that I... I le- and his mom directed the video, right? Or she at least ran the camera. It said it. Yeah, the she did a great job. She did. It looked really good. I have to admit. <laughs> but the thing is, if you had kind of an eagle eye as we do, um, I mean, the song was actually pretty good. It was a very funny parody of like a typical Drake song. It had a kind of nuanced thing where he kept saying, "I miss my ex." presumably which is every drake song which is every drake song but in p davidson's case also could that be alluding to kaya gerber because you remember they kind of broke up under you know not such great circumstances because he was sort of heading back to get sort of mental health and addiction issues worked out so it's kind of a double entendre there like here's the thing he it could be any ex. The more he dates, the more we're curious about which ex right. he's missing. Could have been Ariana like, Grande. Could, could have, have been, been Kate Beckinsale. Could have been Carly Aquilino. Could have been like Margaret Qualley. The whole he runs the gamut. Um, yeah. So the song, as you said, was great. But the other thing that was funny is that you know we've been talking a lot about Drake's fifty thousand square foot mansion called the Embassy with its one ton bed and its four thousand pound tub and its full basketball court. Pete Davidson, if you looked at some of the things in the background that he didn't mention in the lyrics to the song, but you could see them in his basement apartment, it was like he's got like a Pac-Man arcade game. He's Mm -hmm. got some jerseys. Drake apparently has framed jerseys in his um, mansion, but they're presented in like a museum, basically. And in Pete Davidson's basement they're sort of presented in a more basement fashion and then he had um what else did he have down there he had like we referred to it in track our, lighting well it was like track lighting but the other thing that was weird is it was like he has track lighting in the basement which is essential but he also had like the lighting kind of almost looked like the lighting that's like in a limo mm, like that yeah. weird neon freaky like glow stick lighting that's just like a line at the top that's at the top of like a limo that you go in for like go to your yes. prom. Um, <laughs> I actually thought, see, I, I don't think Pete Davidson is that like his, his comedy. I don't know if you watch his comedy special. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I actually thought that this Drake video was exactly what Pete Davidson should be doing. Cause I think yeah. people have said that like his stand up comedy routine, it's not even really stand up. I don't know. He's just kind of riffing. But I think the thing that, Pete Davidson has that other comics don't is that 
he really does hang out with all these people. In other words, like when Pete Davidson does a Drake parody video, it's like we know that Pete Davidson probably knows Drake and has hung out with Drake or he's been around these people. So I think for him to do like a parody hip hop video, it just carries a lot more. I don't know. It just seemed a little more on point than if just some other random dorkmaster comic does like a, a joke about Drake and you know that the person has, you know, doesn't know anything about hip hop and doesn't know Drake. You know, Pete Davidson has probably been to the embassy. Yeah, and he's probably f- been in his feelings about his exes while listening to a Drake song. He fits the bill. Like he is Drake's audience 100%. Today we welcome to the show Tiki Barber, former New York Giants running back, host of everything it seems like. <laughs> Broadway star. Hey, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Tiki. Thank you guys. It's good to be on with you all. So how are you doing during all this at home? I mean, you're you're doing your CBS Sports Radio show and TV. Are you doing it from home in a home studio or how are you working these days? Yeah, so I'm in my office. Um, we had to kind of rig it to be studio ready uh, because our radio show is simulcast on CBS Sports Network. It took us about two and a half weeks to get the lighting right and to get the sound and audio uh, and feedback through the Comrex machine that we're, we're broadcasting on radio. Uh, to 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 get it all set up, but now starting two days ago, we're on TV. So I've 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 adjusted. The commute is so much better. Uh, <laughs> leaving New York City at six o'clock and getting out to Florham Park, New Jersey, by like seven thirty. Um, um, but it's you know it's it's unique, and we know this. We are all. Um, trying to figure it out. I have two young girls uh, at home with me here. I have six kids total, but two of them are here with me, a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and we're homeschooling, and um, that brings its challenges. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's fun, and uh, we're, we're learning to um, be around each other all the time, which I can't <laughs> complain about, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was saying uh, to our producer before the show, if you hear screaming or the Frozen <laughs> soundtrack, break right. out at any time just let me know so i guess you're kind of in the same boat yeah currently though it's my six-year-old trying to learn to do a back walkover so Ooh. she's doing competitive gymnastics and i mean i thought my boys my older boys, my oldest son is 17 but i thought when he was playing travel baseball and you know as intense as that can get uh, competitive cheer is for real. Uh, and she's trying to learn <laughs> this new skill and it's frustrating for her because she, she wants it done now. Like she wants it to be able to do this back walk over yesterday. And I'm like, it's not that easy, right? You have to fail. Sometimes you have to work yourself through it. And she's crying about it. She's frustrated. I'm like, should I yell or should I coddle? Like, how do I coach her? She's six, you know? Um, <laughs> um but it's, it's been fun. Um, and my wife promised her this doll, uh, as soon as she gets it done. So now she really is motivated to get it done. <laughs> have, you tried, have you tried any gymnastics yourself while you've been with her? N- no. I mean, I'm not nearly <laughs> flexible enough to do the, the the level of gymnastics that she's competing at right now. But when I was younger, I could do a standing backflip. So I kind of like try to tell her, like, yeah, you know, when you're nimble, you should learn how to do these now because it'll stay with you your whole life. And she's like, well, you do it then. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't, it's not going to end up pretty. <laughs> um, so what are you doing to kind of stay fit at home? I know you're a runner. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hard. It's the hardest thing for me um, because I love being outside and I love mm-hmm. running. 
I've run 13 marathons. And in fact, right before this coronavirus pandemic took over our world, I was scheduled to go to Tokyo uh, mm. for, for, for the marathon over there. Uh, they still ran that one, but without the amateurs uh, like me. And so um, I probably three times a week, I'll get out and go out on the road and um, and run around the neighborhoods here in, in New Jersey. Interestingly, there's a lot of people walking. And so mm. you end up like doing this crisscrossing, like how, how close can I get? You know, I, I don't want to be anywhere near anybody. I don't know. They don't want me anywhere near them with me sweating all over the place. Uh, but it's uh, that's that's how I'm staying in shape or at least trying to. Uh, and it keeps me sane, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's where I found my, not just now because of the being locked in, but over the last six or seven years, it's where I found my sanctuary. I think it's very cathartic sometimes to push yourself that hard or, or just to chill uh, and go out on a run. So mm-hmm. that, I, I can still do it, thankfully, um, despite being co- not quarantined, but locked in mm-hmm. like everybody else for the last three weeks. Well, I have to confess to you that your running career has helped me. Because I ran the marathon, the New York City Marathon in 2018. And I had like a, I had a bit of a leg injury a week before. And I had read an interview with you where you talked about your first marathon and how you're just trying to feel it out, Mm -hmm. get out there and have fun. Hell, I was was trying to finish, Maggie. I was trying to finish. (laughs) Forget to feel it out. I was like, dude, I'm not going to make this. (laughs) So I said to myself, all I need to do is beat Tiki's time. It doesn't matter (laughs) that I'm not going to get my time. And I beat you by 10 minutes. So you were like, this oh. great this great motivation for me. I'm like, listen, I read that your second marathon is when you really get the speed going. The first marathon yeah. is just fun. And it helped me so much. So thank you for that. Well, it, it took me like 10 of them to get under four <laughs> hours and 20 minutes. So eventually yeah. I'm, I'm slowly like inching my way towards four hours. I mean, I'm going to get there at some point. Yeah. You know, I just turned 45 a couple of days ago. I, don't, I, mean, I might be running out of time. Right. <laughs> I think when Tiki, when you retired from the Giants, I think you held like 22 different Giants records. Yeah. And uh, and so I guess the only, you're- The only one that got broken. Well, actually two have been broken. One got broken pretty immediately after I retired. Brandon Jacobs uh, broke my touchdown record, my rushing touchdown record by one or two. And I always blame it uh, on the fact that uh, during my career- I'd always get caught on like the two yard line or, you know, I'd have like a 40 yard <laughs> run, get, get pushed out of bounds at the three. And here comes the big six, five, 250 pound, you know, running back to go take that, take my touchdowns. And so when it was all said and done, he was like two more touchdowns of me. It's like, come on, Brandon. Um, and then Saquon Barkley broke one of my uh, records last year. Um, I'm forgetting which one it was, but it's just one of many. He's going to be a stud uh, for this team for a long time, I think. So you mentioned the work stuff and how and how you've been working at home, and we can see your your impressive um, setup there. But how, and you have kids at home, but so how are you keeping? How are things going with your family? To ask a personal question, and and your wife in particular, like yeah, so- do you have date nights? Because I realize that like at home, you know, like Saturday night is like Monday night. I don't know. You have to actually start to. Yeah. What night is it actually right now? I don't even know. It all all goes together. It used to be Wednesdays. We're going to go out on a date or get a babysitter and we're just go down the street or go in the city. It doesn't matter. Uh, now we, what we end up doing is pushing dinner really late. Um, mm. So we'll feed the kids early, right after my show is over uh, at six o'clock or so, six fifteen. And then we'll, if we want a date night, we'll wait 
for like an hour and a half, put the kids to bed, put, you know, put a movie on or something. My kids are smart enough to know that they don't actually have to go to school tomorrow. So, or the next day. So they just stay up as long as they want. And we're like, fine, just don't leave your room. Um, and then we'll have a date night in our basement. Um, we have a big TV down there and um, we'll, we're kind of able to be a little bit of a, a little bit away. And it's been fun because I think this, this, this shut in nature of our lives allowed me to convince my wife, Tracy, that it'd be a good thing to watch the three trilogies of Star Wars. And so we just finished, uh, we just finished two days ago and she actually got into it. I, I thought I would never, ever get her to watch the Star Wars first trilogy and then the two subsequent trilogies. Uh, and we got through nine in like seven days. <laughs> it was kind of wow. great. So there's been some positives uh, being <laughs> stuck in with my wife. Uh, uh, you know, other positives as well, but you know what I mean. Uh, getting the movies that are paramount to young boys uh, was, was awesome. I'm getting some good tips on this, actually. <laughs> I'm going to implement some of these suggestions. <laughs> You should. I mean, I, look, I, I don't, I don't have it all figured out, but I try to have fun. I try, you know, you guys know me. I mean, I smile all the time. I, I see the opti- the, uh, the the positives in the world. I'm, I'm always optimistic despite dire circumstances, no matter what they may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, right now we're all kind of fighting this, and we're looking for a way to uh, feel normal. And mm-hmm. I think talking, which is why I appreciate you had guys having me on. Talking is something that uh, makes you feel connected. Um, my wife is on the phone like every moment of every day. <laughs> I talk to my brother and my mom now more than I have in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's great. You know, there's, uh, there's positives that come from every negative situation. Wow. Yeah, I, so, oh, go ahead, Maggie. Sorry. Tiki, you're about to inspire me to run another marathon. You should. You <laughs> absolutely should. Cause you know what? You're going to get better at it. Ian, have you, have you run one? Have you run a marathon? No, I've, I've run a half, but you know, it's funny. I, I think I'm going to commit to it though, because one thing I've been doing in, uh, isolation is I was telling Maggie, I had downloaded this app, which is called Nike run club, which she knew about yeah. for like years That's right. as these <laughs> runs. So I've been just running around. So maybe I'll join you guys on one of the next do ones. It. You got to do New York. Yeah. Do the okay. New York City Marathon. I've I've become very close with the New York Roadrunners, mm-hmm. and I'm part of Team for Kids. I'm one of their ambassadors, and I and I I love the individual collectiveness of running a marathon. Like you're not competing. I'm not winning. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nor are you guys. But everyone that you run with or past or runs past you, you're all like rooting for each other. Mm-hmm. It's just about mm-hmm. finishing. Um, and running through the five boroughs is just. Like you, you, you see things you just didn't think were there. And I lived in this city for a decade and it's like, dude, that, that's cool. Oh, that's neat. Um, so yeah, do New York City. Definitely. Cool. We'll it's just run, we'll run six feet apart from each other. But- <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I hope, I hope we're done by November. <laughs> oh, no. Me too. Well, Tiki, thank you so much for coming on. It was so much fun to talk to you. It's my pleasure, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Black China is getting a lot of flack because she's charging $950 for a FaceTime. So if your friends love Black China and you want to send them a gift, you got to cough up $950. And on top of that, she's also charging $250 to follow people back on Instagram. Flack China. Oh, very good. 
Yeah, so I don't know if she's like an evil genius or if she's cash strapped. I don't know. Yeah, who so what's the problem? Why are people upset about this? What are they saying? Why? What? what what's wrong with this? Somebody tweeted, this woman has officially hit rock bottom. You can't make this up. Someone else said, why is Black China out here selling followbacks and FaceTimes with her for mad money? Have you seen how high unemployment is right now? Someone else said, Black China selling a followback on IG for $250 during an effing crisis? Like bad timing, LOL. I have two questions, Maggie, for you because you know more about social media than I do. First off, what would the value of getting a follow back from Black China be for $250? Is it just that like bragging rights that Black China follows you or is the idea that you would get more followers because she follows you and then other famous people would follow you? Like what do you get for $250? I think both of those theories are 100% correct that if you are in the headspace to spend this much money on a follow back from Black China, you're probably like, oh my God, this is going to boost my clout people are going to see that she follows me and think that i'm cool if you were a brand like if you and i were launching a um energy drink maybe it would be worth 250 dollars to have black china follow us monster maggie i I still don't think so i don't know even for an energy drink i I just don't think so like what what does her brand signify what does that follow signify she's known for having a child with rob kardashian she used to have a lash salon which you know she can't operate now because everything is closed um she had a short-lived reality show she i will say there's a black china meme that's been floating around in this quarantine where i believe it was a shot from the Rob Kardashian and Black China show where she's screaming on the phone, like, are you texting other bitches? And this has become, are you quarantining with other bitches now? So maybe she's riding that meme wave. Ooh. Well, she has 16.6 million followers on Instagram. Are they real though? Well, I recently read Maggie that usually with celebrities, I think, up to 60% of their followers can be bots and other weirdo non non people cyborgs bots and freaks um so for $950 with this FaceTime situation what do you talk to, about to her well is it talking is it wow wow ian <laughs> well i'm just i mean I, <laughs> And I'm just wondering, honestly, if you're paying someone $950 to FaceTime. Go on. I'm listening. Is there going to be like disrobing involved? Is this FaceTime or? And also like. Or more than just the face. Anyway, the one thing about it, though, that I did notice is there are, there is an installment plan possible. So the good thing is that if you want to have your near 900, you can put her on layaway if you want to have your $950 chat with Black China, you apparently don't have to pay up front. So apparently this offer to FaceTime with Black China for $950 is through her business's website, Lashed. What is Lashed? It was her like beauty bar thing where you can get false eyelashes and get your eyebrows done and all this stuff. Ah, Lashed. I mean, that's the thing is like you have... You're so right, Maggie. The four interest-free payments. That's good. There's interest-free. 
it's two thirty seven fifty. So you do you're like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I've got two thirty seven fifty. I'll worry about the rest later. You pay the two thirty seven fifty, and then maybe the next two thirty seven fifty, and then maybe the next one. And now for the last, this is the last interest free payment, as you mentioned. It is is Christmas. And you're like, oh my God, I have to pay that last. You're you're gonna feel silly. Well, we've reached out to Black China for comment and we are waiting to hear back. Yeah, so, so when you can have the conversation around, in installments. <laughs> you have to explain to your kids at Christmas that they're not getting gifts because dad wanted to chat with Black China. Right, or then the pandemic is over. Actually, this will probably be a thing that happens is looking back at this global pandemic and let's just pray that everything ends up, you know, that we go back to normal and that most of us are okay. And then you look back and just think, man, I made some really bad decisions. What was I thinking? I spent $950 to do a FaceTime with Black China. And then on top of it, I spent $250 for her to follow me back. So that's over a grand. Like maybe that wasn't a great use of my money. Is there any celebrity, Maggie, who you would pay $950 to FaceTime with for a limited time? It couldn't be for 900 hours. It would be just a one normal length FaceTime call for $950. I don't know, actually. That's a great question. Is it my own $950 or is we here, the mm-hmm. Page Six Podcast, sponsoring this call? <laughs> it's your own $950. Hmm. I'd say no. I have I, to say there's no one worth $950. But actually, call if it me. was someone else's $950, maybe I would ring up Drake and be like, listen, we got to talk about the headspace Ooh. you were in when you designed this mansion because I have a lot of thoughts. There's too many weird angles. It's a lot of hard surfaces. Let me send you a cashmere throw. It will change your life, Aubrey. Well, that's a good point. I think the other thing, Maggie, is that because of our jobs – We've, we don't want to talk to famous people. Well, no, it's like we, we've we had the opportunity. I mean, I think for, for a lot of – we've had the opportunity to talk to famous people. It's sort of like you kind of know the reality. I mean, even if the – I don't know. I mean, obviously, people are people. So some famous people are great and some famous people are really disappointing, just like your own family. Well, that is it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Kesseris. We would love to hear your questions and your ideas. Is there a celebrity you would love for us to dish on? Please email us your hot takes at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then.